0: It is a absolutely bitterly cold Sunday evening here in the southern parts of the Republic of Ireland. Uh, coming to you with the latest edition of the Chair Shot Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, Joined as always by my ever dependable co host, first of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. What's up, Barry? Not much. Also joining us, Mr. Joe Towner. Good evening, fellas. Uh, We're back here. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming here. We've had a few weeks of awards and predictions and everything else. We're back to it this week with uh, the usual fun and games on the agenda. The movie goff, the the TV goff, the the XYZ goff to dive into. We also have uh, a decent whack of wrestling related things um, to chat about, um, which would be good um so we'll uh we'll, we'll get cracking on this straight away how has the old life been for you uh, uh gents this week since, since we last spoke
1: hmm. nothing particularly eventful to be honest um still just been on the vegan and gym routine uh eating the vegan food going to the gym watching gilmore girls and sleeping that's mainly uh that's mainly been it so get got a little bit fed up with the vegan thing this week to be honest. Oh yeah. I think it was I think it was on Wednesday I was going for lunch and I was just like, Oh, I've got to get a vegan thing. Oh, uh, fucking hell. <laughs> um So it's not it's not been kinda of difficult, but I think i I'm looking forward to a bit more variety. Um so I think February is gonna be pescatarian. So we're gonna have fish fish, eggs and cheese. Um still no meat. Just just fish, eggs and cheese, that will, that would do me. Mm. Just a nice pizza, tuna sandwich, fried egg. Yeah, that kind of that kind of thing. Do you find it hard to
2: find vegan options on a whim? More so than the the it being difficult to kind of dedicate yourself to, you know, restrain mm-hmm. yourself to vegan stuff. Is it more a problem that you, you go to a place and like, off oh, to find a vegan
1: thing? Um, no. Cause I think where I work there's quite a lot of choice in terms of restaurants, you know, and they're all doing like vegan specials for January as well. So you know mm. you go you can go in your sandwich place or a sushi place or whatever and they'll have some kind of vegan choice. So right. um it's not been that tricky. It's just but you know it's the same kind of thing. Every um so yeah I'm 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 still enjoying it. I think there's a few dishes that we'll keep in the in the the regular roster. Um but the rest are gonna get future endeavored so i'm looking at it yeah but uh and also i think i'm getting fatter on this vegan diet Ah. (laughs) so i weighed myself at the gym and i was 12 stone um which is in kilos i think it's seven. yeah 76 kilos yeah 170 pounds give or take yeah i thought i was like i don't know probably 66 kilos or maybe up, maybe up to seventy after Christmas. But God, I think it's because on the vegan diet you just replace protein and fat with carbs. Yeah. So I literally just eat a meal that is entirely carbohydrates every day.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm just getting fat. Um, so I'm looking forward to February to actually start eating healthy, all this. I want to. I imagine like real vegans probably make more effort to have like a balanced meal, yeah, than to get some protein, some fat, some carbs. Whereas I'm like, yeah, fuck it, just stick some carbs in there instead of the meat, and that will do. Yeah. Um, so it's probably not the healthiest way to go about it, but you know, only only twelve more days.
0: Yeah, the um, the misses are still on that that kick, and it's funny, Paul. You were asking about um finding it tough to find somewhere. We, we did have that issue. Um, she's she's very, very good in, in, in the kitchen, uh, you know, making stuff and, you know, shopping for good ingredients and stuff like that. But we were doing some shopping uh, in town on Saturday, and it was like, oh, let's get, you know, let's get something to eat. And it was like, we were in properly in the city center, and it was like, where is a round that does food that ticks the box of both being vegan and also being good? Um... Because there's a place, there's a sandwich place, there's a vegan option, but it just sounded horrendous. The main ingredient was cauliflower, and I was like, oh my God, imagine <laughs> doing that to yourself. Um uh, So what we did actually end up doing uh, was we went to, to Burger King, and we got that, well, I didn't. I, I got myself an XL bacon double cheese. But, uh, <laughs> Uh she got the uh, the rebel whopper which is their uh, you know impossible burger yeah. meatless thing uh, which she quite enjoyed um uh, she said uh, like as a lot of people have said she said you basically couldn't really tell the difference wow. um which, which is cool um, think about think about a lot of those though is cuz she has been struggling a bit she's been feeling a bit tired lately cuz not experience in the old vegan dieting, so the, the trying to find something that substitutes the what you get from meat is is proving to be tough. What I have heard though, because I've obviously seen a lot of different people talking about the vegan stuff uh, so far this year, it does seem like a lot of those substitutes. Ironically enough, they're not necessarily healthier for you as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they are, obviously, you know, a lot of it's being done. It's being motivated by you know environmental uh, conservatism and trying to save the planet, which is good. But um, you know, a lot of these newfangled uh, meat substitutes, they're they're maybe not the um, the quote unquote healthy option that mm-hmm. the the vegetarian option typically is seen as. Yeah, um, well, yeah I'm interested very to very how Joe's Joe's journey um,
1: keeps going. I I, I want to see yeah. how the how how, how he. Uh, how he goes here that's that's kind of what puts me off like a lot of these meat substitutes they're still very processed you know they have a lot of putting lots of different ingredients to kind of make it taste like meat, or to you know give it a bit more flavor and at the end of the day processed food is still processed food it's still bad for you um so that's my kind of worry with it Mm. so i think going going pescatarian that's better because you can have your fish most you know most days some eggs and stuff so that's a bit more balanced uh, and in March, I'll just have fucking burgers every day. Just, for, just fucking McDonald's. Fucking Burger King. Fucking honest burger. Just going to have burgers.
2: I do enjoy a burger. Um, I, I'm going the other direction weight-wise, obviously, since my diet started last week. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, though, right? I've been doing this diet now for, like, 13 days, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> In this 13 days, I've had... Been to Five Guys, no. Oh. Uh, where I had uh, two burgers and chips. I've been to.
0: Wait, hang on! In one meal, two burgers and, and chips.
2: Yeah, but I didn't eat that many chips. But I had two burgers. But um, Five Guys is massive. What you need? What you need? With the, what's with the double order? I'm hungry at that, one not I? <laughs> um, I've been to uh, Manhattan. Had a big, big steak and big portion of old chippies. And uh, I had a lovely takeaway yesterday. Mm. Um, chips and a burger. Um, so far, I've lost about three pounds. Mm. Doing all right. Lost about three pounds. Um, see, the trick is, right, when you have those slovenly meals, that you kind of plan around them as yeah. opposed to them just slotting into your usual routine. So I, I had my takeaway yesterday, for example, right? So I got up and had, I had some cereal for breakfast, and had a little lunch at around one, like a a grilled chicken fillet with some carrots and a slice of bread. that sounds like nothing, but that's actually quite nice and Then I knew I was going to plan to have a little takeaway yeah. so I, I I said, okay I'm going to make some concessions here I'm putting my foot down. I'm not <laughs> going to order it on the old app. I'm going to walk down and get it myself. <whistles> Hello. And not only did I do that, I went on a forty-five-minute walk to the like the 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 chipper is about a six-minute walk from here. But I took the scenic route and went on a forty-five-minute walk to the chipper <laughs> in the bitter cold. Um, I was actually planning on walking even more, but no, uh, no, no. I just did like a, a loop.
1: Um. Oh, okay. Forty-five minutes. Yeah. Round trip. Yeah, round trip but It was otherwise. very cold. My
2: hands were like frozen, so I was, I was very thankful to get a lovely warm bag of food. Oh yeah, to stick eat. your hands straight in the. Chips. So, like, even yesterday was the day I had the, the takeaway, right? But with all mm. the walking and that, I woke up this morning. and I was point six of a pound lighter than I was yesterday. So, mm, okay. Um, I think last week I walked something like sixty-five uh, kilometers. Uh all that was pretty good. <laughs> so I'm trying to do. Uh, yeah, about... Oh, God, about seven or eight kilometers a day, walking. Mm. Um, yeah, I th- I think the biggest thing that I've cut out, which I, th- I don't know if I mentioned this last week, the thing that I'm expecting to have the biggest impact is just not drinking, like, Coke at all. Um, so even with that's the takeaway, a I just had a water with it. Um, and, yeah, I'm thinking that's what's probably having the biggest impact. and Feeling good so far. Still got a way to go, but uh, doing good so far. Also... I uh over the last couple of years had let my DVD collection go into somewhat of a state of ruin um just taking them out watching them putting back putting them back wherever and they'd become all dealphabetized so I spent yesterday morning taking them all down sorting them into you know groups based on letter mm-hmm. putting mm-hmm. them back i've about 50 movies that start with the letter s that's by far the most there um hurt me leg doing it Cause I was (laughs) bending over the whole time because I put them all on the floor. Pulled me hamstring. I'm still all sore now. This was yesterday morning. So I was looking for like a tennis ball or something. do You know when you have uh, a sore muscle in your leg, you know, put a tennis ball under your leg and sit on it. Yeah. Couldn't find one. Just had to. What did I put under it earlier? (laughs) Basketball. Uh, A battery. (laughs) Didn't quite work. Car battery was it? Little little double A. Um, or an Anderson. That was, <laughs> that was no use. But uh, at least my movies are back in order, so that's quite nice. That's, that's
1: good. Um,
2: so, yeah, that's kind of what I got up to.
1: Well, good shit. Yeah. Barry, what else have you been up to Anything? If
0: barely anything. I've had uh, just an insanely quiet week. Uh, just working. I went bowling at the weekend, which is nice. How'd you get out? Uh, oh, t- horrendously! Um, um, really terrible. Uh, my friends have pointed out in the past that I think I get in my own head after a while, and that definitely is the case. It's just me and the missus this time, right? And we we paid for an hour, and it was just the two of us. So you know, an hour gets you a couple of games. Yeah. First game, I won, right? Because I, I I got I didn't get anything that good. I got like seventy. She got like like forty because she hasn't been in years, and obviously I've done a lot lately as part of the whole the wrestling weekends yeah, and yeah. stuff. Uh, and then, um. Uh, uh pretty much immediately game two uh, she won um i fell off pretty quick um and then i was rattled and so for the third game i think i got a grand total of 14 um wow. which, yeah if that it to, just to if that doesn't really make much sense to you because you don't do bowling i i was just going like five straight frames where it's just two gutter balls just gutter ball gutter ball gutter ball uh at at a certain point it stopped being fun i'll be honest (laughs) i was not having a great time doing that um and yeah yeah. i mean i'm not great at bowling Mm. um
2: i think i could probably play a full round with my eyes closed and get more than 14
0: all right, settle down. No need for that. <laughs> um, he comes. No need for Here that. No come. need for that. But I also... I also the, we went down to the lane and the, the barriers were up by default. Yeah. I was like, that's annoying. You should have to ask for them to be put up. Oh, uh, I agree. Um, So uh, your man was like, oh, they're up by default. Just kick them. And they go down. And I was like... <laughs> All right, and so I, I went over and I was like trying to nudge them, and she was like, "Just, just stomp on them, like he said." He's like, "I'm not going to stomp on them because then if they fucking break, it's like I have to, you know, I'll be like kicked out for vandalizing it." So I had to ask the fella in the lane the next lane over, I was like, "Sorry, do you know how to get these fucking things down?" He got them down for me.
1: Uh, <laughs> I had the man for help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so oh, yeah, love that so. I you had to ask him for help, and then you bowled, and then I bowled horrendously. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's um... also their policy on the homeless: just stamp them down,
1: isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kick them; they'll go down.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that was the peak of uh, of my uh, excitement for the week, and uh, it was grim. Oh, god. Uh, yeah. So we move on to a, a, a non-life golf segment, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, have not watched any telly this week. Who's watched telly?
2: Uh, well, I finished the Mandalorian this week. Um, obviously, after last week's discussion about Star Wars, um, I think I, I think I was pretty well convinced by Barry that uh, Rise of the Skywalker. More I think about it, pretty bad. Bad movie. <laughs> um. Even though at the time I kind of went with it um there there are there are a lot of things that can be pointed out as bad that are objectively bad like i i i had no response to them, so I think you're right on that one uh however, the mandalorian can uh in its last two episodes turned out to be the little the little shining lightsaber in the darkness um, Ooh, a new hope you might say a new hope um yeah, last two episodes were very very good um I was kind of previously critical of the the more standalone episodes actually a lot of people that i've seen review it um pref- like they were their favorite episodes the kind of bottle yeah. episodes. you know i i kind of just wanted it to be more a, a cohesive story rather rather than to have standalone kind of episodes but mm. yeah whatever um but that being said i think episode 7 and 8 tied everything together very neatly and uh i mean there was yeah real like emotion in the episodes there was uh there was sadness there were thrills there were it was like a, a a real good rollicking adventure and that's kind of what i always wanted that show to be so um big thumbs up for episode seven and eight of the mandalorian definitely felt like the most important episodes the most exciting episodes and that's what you want your finale to be uh, and all in all with the eight episodes i think i would overall give it a thumbs up there is a bit of a sag in the middle like i say a bit of um couple of episodes in a row where you kind of would just say okay these these little adventures are nice but i would like the, a bit more progression on the mm. the main story front but um the the book end of the seasons like the first three episodes and and the last three episodes uh w- work very well and especially the last two and uh yeah i can't wait to see more i really enjoyed it um uh, little uh, appearance towards the end by uh, Giancarlo oh, Esposito it. who I didn't know was going to be in it
0: oh. oh I thought you were going to say Watto <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no there that's Babu one thing I learned as well is no, there, Babu Frit. no there are not a lot of sycophantic pointless cameos oh, um, well, that's what I want to see oh, you would love the Rogue One mate um, yeah, no, yeah, that's he good. doesn't like you either again <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no I thought it was very very satisfyingly done. Uh thumbs up to the gang. The the very last episode directed by uh Taika Watiti off Thor and that He directed the very last episode. I think John Favreau directs a couple in there as well. He's kind of the executive producer and the showrunner of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, very good, very, very good. Thumbs up. And uh, I'm gonna get back on Watchmen now,
1: and uh, try and get that finished soon as well. Sounds good.
0: Yeah, How it. You? I Joe. Uh, I
1: I watched a little documentary series called Cheer, which is on Netflix. Uh, it follows a college in Texas that are like serial champions at cheerleading, kind of competitive cheerleading.
2: Oh, I thought you had written. I thought you were, had misspelled cheers i was expecting to hear about no no that, uh,
1: this is the prequel to cheers okay. um this is kind of sets it all up um no but it was it's interesting people have been kind of raving about it and um, it's a very interesting look into a quite sort of insular sort of interesting world um there's all these kids who are kind of you know obsessed with this cheerleading and it, it's you know like athletes or um kind of entertainers They they have to dedicate you know their entire lives to it and to make the team Uh, also follows the coach who is kind of like an Alex Ferguson figure. She's won like, you know, 12 different cheerleading championships. You know, she wins every year. She's like the best cheerleading coach in history. Uh, She's quite an interesting character. Um, I was led to believe there was probably a bit more kind of depth to it than it was. Like it does go into some kind of personal issues of the kids, which is quite interesting. Um, But overall, I wouldn't say it's like a blow away documentary that's going to kind of completely shake your foundations mm. but it, it was pretty good it was very interesting and you do get kind of hooked into um the sort of season and their sort of build up to the big championship uh, in daytona so uh yeah thumbs up for that one it's only six episodes six one hour episodes so you can knock it out fairly quickly so that was cheer on netflix
2: cheer very good
0: um that'll do the teleguff this week um i didn't get around to starting that um i'm a bit be- i'm a bit behind on the good place since it came back and i haven't i didn't start the uh, mm. the second season of sex education which came out there this week as well so i want to get to both of those very soon uh but yeah no telly for me this week um paul we actually have quite a bit of music golf this week a uh, big yeah. big album week what have you been listening to well, I checked out the new Eminem album. Uh, Ooh, album. why?
2: Um, why not? Ah, uh, loads of reasons. What <laughs> have you got against Shit. my mate Marshall? Um, well, I've listened to every every other album he put out. Might as well, for completionist's sake, uh, cast an ear at the new one. Um, did either of you listen to it? No. Uh no.
1: Nah. No. Nah.
2: I mean I thought it was okay. Um if I was to give it a pitchfork score. Pitchfork um do their scores on a hundred point scale. Uh I'd probably go somewhere in the range of like a four point six. And um, like there's yeah. definitely some good tracks on there. Uh there are also some um embarrassingly lame tracks on there. Uh to name one, he has a track called Stepdad on it right. Um which is is very very juvenile. It's he's talking about like um what's the chorus? The chorus is to it literally something like uh, I fucking hate my stepdad, stepdad, da 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 and in the song he's talking about he hits him in the head with a baseball bat, he falls, he slumps at the end of my bed, da 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 I ah like, oh, this is this is shit I would have written when I was fifteen. And this man is 57 writing this. Um, uh, I I do like his collaborations with Ed Sheeran. I'm not mad about Ed Sheeran, but I think the River was the one off um, Revival I quite liked. And I quite like the one on this one as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I quite like the, the lyrics that are kind of intended to shock. That was kind of always Eminem's you know, appeal. But, and, and obviously he's a good rapper. He can obviously say the words fast and rhythmically and that. But the, like, I, ever since, God, what would the last album that I properly liked would have been? Maybe Recovery? Like, the music Marshall is so so uninteresting. Marshall Mathers LP, Marshall Mathers LP is the, 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 Pinnacle, obviously the best of the
1: albums he put out. The the, the good one. The good one. The, the uh, one good one. Well, well no, nah, the first one was alright. First one, the MM Show was pretty good as well. Uh, was, uh, um,
0: but like, there's a I like the best of Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> there's although inexplicably, FAC is on that, so you
2: know. Yeah, well, that was put out after Encore, so you had to get some Encore in there. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, that album not good. Um, but then he has like put out. He's put a video out for this song, "Darkness," right? Which is, I guess, the lead single off the album. But like, "Darkness" is this horribly judged, um, sound of silence sample that just doesn't work at all. I mean, I would liken it to. I I don't remember which album it was off, but I remember there was one where he did uh, a song which sampled "Changes" by. Oh yeah. Ozzy, or is it a Black Sabbath Ozzy, song, Ozzy. or Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. oh, it just didn't work at all. Like, And this was the same thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. Some of the sampling choices that he makes are really, really bizarre. Um, and I guess here is no different. Um, so, yeah, like I say, a bit of a mixed bag. There, there are some good stuff in there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he can really do to get back to where he was. I mean, he makes reference lyrically. On one of the songs, something like people say, I need to get back to beats by Dre. He kind of does, I think. I mean, the, the songs musically are so uninteresting that I think that's kind of the, the biggest issue. Like he, he needs a song that has a big, you know, poppy hook or 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 a catchy a catchy beat. Something song. something interesting to something say. to enjoy. Yeah, because
1: he can rap, he can rap, but that's it. Like. Yeah, I can rap. I mean. Well, it's not on that hard, is it? Um, Oh, I'm beating my stepdad with a fucking baseball bat, <laughs> and he's wearing a hat, and I kicked his cat up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, st-
2: I stand corrected. Oh, uh, that's you told. Oh. It's a fucking battle right there. So that's what I listened to this week. It wasn't, uh, wasn't the best.
0: Um, I listened to some new albums this week. Still on my kick of trying to listen to some new music this year uh, as it comes out. Uh, as we mentioned last week, the new or the last Mac Miller album came out um, this week. Is his uh, first posthumous release or his estate's first posthumous release uh, very good uh, very much in the vein of his later stuff the stuff he did uh, uh, just before he died obviously it, it, they had said that this was kind of supposed to be a companion piece to swimming which was the last album he put out before he died and in that vein it's a very kind of chilled it's a kind of a a uh, uh, smooth R and B kind of soulful version of of his stuff, um, whereas kind of some of his earlier stuff was a bit more kind of straightforward rap. It was like you know him being him being a, a kind of like a, a more thoughtful Eminem almost in a way. Um, whereas then the later day stuff was a little bit more rhythmic and a little bit more um, maybe even ambient in a way. It's really good chill out music I found. Although it obviously it's a bit blue. It's obviously not the He he didn't talk about the happiest of subject matters, and now he's passed on. That stuff's even more uh, pointed. But uh, very, very good. I think it's of the standard he released during his life, um, and I think it goes well as as a companion piece to that last album. So that's a thumbs up there for that. That's uh, Circles uh, is the name of that. And also, uh, uh, I listened to the new album from Poppy who mm. is an occasional, uh, NXT theme music provider. Yeah. Mm. Um, she's has a takeover theme. I think she also played EO Shirai to the ring once. Correct. Um, and her new album is, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, it's the new album from Poppy. You go onto the Spotify and you just go to the artist you page. and There it, in. it is. It in, uh, it's well. called, I disagree actually is what it's called. That's good. Um, mm. uh, very much enjoyed uh, obviously poppy she kind of has this um this fusion of like heavy metal with uh, sort of uh, kind of almost European pop in a way like it's 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 a very bizarre juxtaposition but um she's a hell of a singer hell of a songwriter it, it, it's a, a lot of catchy stuff on there it's just about a half hour long as well that new album so it doesn't mm. have to say it's well um, you got a nice mix on there. It's not a, you know, it's not a very samey sound. Um, you know, I think she's kind of hard to pin down in that regard. It's not the, it's not the same kind of fusion of rock and pop on every song. I think it's quite, um, uh, there's quite a mix in there across the ten, ten tracks or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so thumbs up on that one as well. I think those are two good albums you can check out. And that just came out there, um, I think a week and a half ago. So that's a, a 2020 release as well.
1: Uh, when, when I saw um, NXT tweet out a kind of video for Poppy, I uh, I thought it was a new wrestler. I thought it was a <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a vignette for a new wrestler, and I was actually quite intrigued. Uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe call her up. I don't know. So I think that's
0: a uh, music goff for the week. Hmm. Uh, what about the old film guff? Uh, uh, this week, couple of films out. Who's been watching some movies? Uh,
1: I have not. However, on the subject of movies, can I just say i finally got a letterboxed account. Oh. Uh, and I've been... I spent <laughs> most of yesterday while I was watching Cheer, uh, rating movies. So I've rated 777 movies. Um, so, if you want to know what all the good movies are, please check that out.
2: Yeah, I followed you already.
1: Oh, and you know, fine. just give me a little follow. Yeah, look good Oh dear, didn't Joe? Look at this. It's fun, and also I figure by the time we get to twenty thirty and do our next kind of decade review, uh, if we're all still alive by then, mm. um, it'll be easier to look back and, and see what was good. You know.
2: Let's see Joe with the old five stars on Parasite, which is a best oh, yeah. uh, picture nominee. We found out recently, is that?
1: Yeah, Star Wars, um, Rise of the Skywalker. I gave three stars, but that was kind of out of pity, really. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't go below three. I just, you know. Fair enough. So that's been my movie activity for a week.
2: (laughs) Um, I watched a few movies. Uh, Because, as we just mentioned, the Oscar nominee list come out. Yes. And I, I have my spreadsheet Made. And I'm making my way through the movies. So I think I've got something like 14 movies to watch before the Oscars come out. Um started chipping away at the best animated picture ones first. Uh, and I've watched uh, we watched The Missing Link this week, which I know Barry saw already. Yes, I don't know if do you see that one, Joe? The Missing Link? Uh, no, it's the latest. Um, Leica movie. So, Leica is this stop motion production house that made uh, Coraline, which I loved. Oh, yeah. Um, Kubo and the Two Strings, which I loved. Paranormal. Yeah, you were big on that one. Box Trolls. And The Missing Link is the new one uh, from, in that line of films. Um, uh, a little bit slow to start out. Um, didn't immediately love Hugh Jackman's um, adventurer character. And then once you meet Zach uh Bigfoot, I guess you'd say, yeah, the film gets gets a bit progressively funnier, progressively more charming, and then it kind of gets into its rhythm, and it's it's up there with uh, the 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 typical standard of quality you you would expect from these Lycan movies. Um, that's basically what the plot is about, you know. It's it's about this adventurer who goes in search of these. Um, Mythical creatures in order to get acknowledgement in this central, I guess, uh, adventure, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, group. Or there's this, there's this uh, snooty older adventurer who doesn't really take him seriously and doesn't accept him into the group, and so he wants to, you know, find find big fun, get the acceptance based on that. Um. I think Mark Kermode likened it. I thought it was a very good observation. He likened the 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 style of these movies and especially the kind of the humor of the movies to the Aardman movies, like the Wilson Grabs. Yes, and yeah. And I I agree with that. I think the it, it's definitely like a very um, sincere movie. And at no point watching it did I feel like oh this is a this is a fucking lazy cash grab. Especially when you see during the end credits, and I think they do this in almost every movie. They do a little um time lapse uh of them doing making a shot in stop motion and it's just mm. fucking incredible the amount of effort yeah. that goes into making these movies Um yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it uh, all in all. Um, like I say I think it gets stronger the further it goes into the story. Um and there's some good, nice messages in there about, you know, accepting yourself for who you are and the the true meaning of friendship and things like that. And to not be craving the acceptance of others, and you know, um, and and it was really funny. That's kind of the most important thing. There was a good few proper laughs in there. Um, more often than not, like I said, Galfinakis—he he was the funniest uh, mm-hmm. in the movie. But it was very good, very very good. Um, I think of the of the animated features I've seen so far, I think it's probably the best one. Uh, not to spoil my the next movie I saw, which was How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen all three How to Train Your Dragon movies now. And I think the first two are really great. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen any of them. but uh, No. Nope. The first two are really, really good. Like, top, top, you're, you're talking 8 out of 10, you know, top class animation. And then this one I found a little bit bland. Um, Mm. The animation itself is like really, really, really high standard. Like really high quality. Uh, I think the the Dragon movies in general are are some of the best looking animated movies out there. And the first two movies are great and they work because both of them are kind of about the same thing in a way. They're, They're about family and they're about um... You know, loss and coming to terms with loss, and so there's there, even though it's a movie about dragons and so on, there's 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 a real relatable human core to them. And then this movie kind of shifts the focus from the humans to the dragons. The dragons are kind of more the focal point of the movie, and as a result, it kind of lacks that human aspect that made the first two really good. Um, and the story—I mean, the story is about. Uh, you know the 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 vikings or whatever they are are living in harmony now in, with dragons on their little homeland and um uh, a threat appears which means that they have to kind of up and leave the place where they've been for generations and find somewhere to go and there's a potentially this hidden world where which is the the foundational land of the dragons where they come from um, but like I say, yeah, the story is more so about the dragons and not so much about the, the, the human characters. And so it's not so exciting. There's a fairly forgettable run-of-the-mill villain in it as well. Yep. And um, and there is, um, again, there is a, a, a point made about um, moving on and, and that love sometimes is, is about letting people go. And I think that would that would work if that idea was introduced at the start of the movie. But there's only a scene where that's introduced, like, two-thirds through the movie, which then leads into the end of the movie. And I was like, well, that, that would have made more sense at the start of the movie, so that I could kind of enjoy that theme throughout, as opposed to just the very end. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I found it kind of just bland, and it wasn't particularly funny. It wasn't particularly exciting. It was just, eh eh. All right. Eh. That's a shame. Eh. Yeah, because the first two, like I said, the first two are really good, but the third one, no. And that's what I watched. More Oscar movies to come over the next month.
0: I meant to ask, um, speaking of Oscar movies, Mm -hmm. um... Did you see uh, Claws, the Netflix animated movie that's nominated for...
2: No, I need to see that, and I need to see I Lost My Body, which is apparently also on Netflix. Yeah. That's a French one, I think.
0: Uh, they're on, all on my list. Yeah, I've, got still, I've still got a decent few um, Oscar contenders to catch up on myself. Mm. Um, what did I see? Uh, I, I, um, I suppose I'll get into my movie guff now. Um, i watched uh, oscar nominees bad boys one and two
1: um
0: uh, bad boys one is so fucking boring that is like the most boring um acclaimed for being a big explosiony bantery fucking movie ever like it's actually really not very exciting when you sit down to watch it it's so dull um and I feel like all of the problems people have with Michael Bay are, are very much present in that movie. Uh, it, it is almost entirely carried by by the two main performances. Um, uh, it's not really notable one way or the other at all, other than other than you know Will Smith and Martin Lawrence being great. Um, so then I watched the second one, which I've seen Bad Boys one a couple of times. I haven't seen Bad Boys two since I think it first came out on video uh, way back when. Uh, that one's better Uh, it still has a phenomenal car chase scene in it which is great and then it peaks very well at the end as well the closing uh, action set piece is great but it's two and a half hours long it's as long as like a modern like uh, you know culmination of a b- b- superhero trilogy or, or you know what i mean it's like it's, it, as long as one of these modern epics and it's just completely unnecessary um and it's it's other than those two great set pieces it's kind of more of the same um as the first movie so uh not neither of those are are, are must-see but i think two is the more watchable one and then i was in preparation to see the new one uh but when we got there it was sold out so we went and we said, I guess we'll see boring old 1917 instead then, um, <laughs> which ended up being a great choice because that was a very, very, very entertaining movie, um, which I really appreciated. The premise, if you haven't seen it, uh, any of the trainers or the marketing or anything or all like that, it's basically just these two soldiers tasked with crossing, you know, no man's land into German territory in World War I. Um, to uh, uh, deliver a message to an, uh, an English fleet on the opposite side uh, that were planning to do an attack, but they were actually walking into an ambush. And it's kind of the latest big film to do the whole quote-unquote one-shot uh, gimmick, mm. which obviously it's not really one shot, but there's, there's quite a number of uh, very, very, very long extended takes in it. I will say that much Um. You can spot the trickery here and there, but there's there's quite a few extended sequences where it's quite obvious they haven't uh, they haven't done any trickery, and it is pretty impressive. And I will say, it feels like that um, that gimmick, for lack of a better term, is pretty well applied here. I think it makes the movie feel um, uh, tense and 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 real. Uh, and it does help raise the tension quite a bit. Uh, it's a, it does feel like it's moving in real time, which is really cool. And you get you get a sense of of place as this uh, movie that's all about just going forward as it happens. It's it's really great, great score as well. Like kind of an understated score that's really um, that picks up at the right points. Uh, enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I, I don't really see it as one of the best of the year uh i i could i could see how for something like the oscars i could see how it is nominated but i i think it was just a a very good film but i i I don't think it would be in my top you know 10 or anything like that for 2019 but a thumbs up on that and then i watched long shot which is a comedy where Charlize Theron is running for president um and Seth Rogen is the lovable burnout who she used to know, and now he's going to be her speechwriter. And it's kind of the exact movie you'd expect with that premise. It's Seth Rogen playing a Seth Rogen character, yeah, yeah, hanging out with the political elite and making a buffoon of himself. And, and then there's a scene where they all take drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. And it's all right. It's all right. It's not it's not terrible. It's 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 kind of it's it's a middle of the pack Seth Rogen movie. I thought it was enjoyable enough. Um, mm-hmm. It uh, we It's on Netflix. It was very much a stick something easy on to watch while we're having pizza on a Netflix night uh, thing. And it, it served its purpose as that. Uh, it was good. It was all right um and that's been my movie watching for this week i also rewatched jojo rabbit i went to see that again in the cinema and mm. that is that is tremendous i love that more on, on a repeat viewing than on the first one uh that is a super 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 film um so yeah thumbs up on that and that's uh, i think that's movie up for us this week is yeah. it
2: with long shot i sometimes get mixed up in my head because i've only seen it the one time when it came out uh i get mixed up in my head and I, I picture in my head a scene of them running down the street into like a McDonald's to hide from like the press or whatever and then I remember, no, that's a, that movie Wiener when he's trying to hide from that slapper
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean she was to be fair but... <laughs> oh yeah, I watched that over Christmas that movie, that was great Long yeah
2: What score yes. do you give it? Do I need to check on your letterbox Joe?
1: Um, I don't know if I've rated. I'm working back year through year on Letterboxd, so okay. I've just got to the 90s, which is going to be a big one. I
2: think that's all the movies. Um, all the movies. That is indeed. Yeah, I, uh, in terms of games, the video games, I finished Outer Worlds there this week.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, did
2: you finish that one ever, Barry? Did you get around to it? No, I
0: I still haven't got... I, I kept playing it in drips and drabs. yeah. And I'd always enjoy it, but I, I would then just go weeks without playing it.
2: I, um, well, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, it was exact, exactly what I wanted it to be in a, in a, a Fallout-like. Mm. But, that being said, a little bit of an anticlimactic... Uh, ending uh, hour or so I thought um, not bad by any means but you know it, it doesn't exactly build to a, a super satisfying climax it just kind of goes along at the same pace and then the end <laughs> you kind of feel like oh I was hoping for some bigger moment or some bigger um, not revelation or epiphany or you know, something to happen it does that nice thing that The Fallout games do as well, where it has the kind of epilogue of like what happened to each character in the post story, shown over like photographs and stuff with voiceover. But it kind of does uh, it in a way that feels a lot more specific to your game, as opposed to it being kind of you know placeholdery. Um, and yeah, so I, I mean, I did every every single side quest in the game during my playthrough i pretty much 100% of it albeit i'm not gonna necessarily go back and play through it um on the hardest difficulty Alternate decisions, or no i'm not even gonna do alternate decisions i mean i think that i got my 25 30 hours worth and i'm like satisfied with it you know yeah it's fair enough um because i think the playthrough even just to go back and do alternate decisions and not really dip into the side quest that much or whatever you're still talking like 12 hours and like i have other games that i need to be getting getting going on you know um but very much enjoyed the game i wish the ending was a little bit more of a oomph than it was but um thoroughly enjoyed my time playing it definitely definitely would recommend it to anyone with even a, a passing interest in the fallout games because it's it's uh it's definitely better than whatever Bethesda are going to do with that Starfield game that they're promising. Because um, Fallout in Space has been definitively done, ladies and gentlemen, and done extremely well. Um, so with that done, back to Hitman 2 to finally beat that son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Um, did you do that um, PlayStation like year in review thing that was kind of everywhere on Twitter?
0: I couldn't get it to work, no.
2: I could only get it to work through the uh, PlayStation Europe blog. And then Damn. it didn't work for me. Uh, my number one and number two games of 2019 were Hitman and Hitman 2, which is funny considering what my games of the decade were. And considering how much of Hitman did I play in like 2017 and 2016 for that to be. Like, the first Hitman was still my number one game of 2019 yeah with, with like 35 hours i'm like how did i play that with hitman in this year so i had like hitman 1 uh 35 hours and hitman 2 26 hours so i combined like 61 hours of hitman in 2019 uh so i've gone back to hitman 2 now did you, i know you played hitman one barry did you ever make your way through hitman 2 as well or no
0: I never finished it no i I did start it, but i did not um I did not finish it
2: right i'm I'm just when I picked it up there after outer worlds I was still on the Mumbai level um, so I completed that got all the trophies uh for that one and I'm on the Whittleton Creek level now, which I'm really really enjoying even though it's kind of a smaller space i'm i I feel like the last few areas have all been kind of Overwhelmingly big and the the Mumbai one in particular was not only very big but like very corridory in terms of it being kind of cramped spaces. It didn't feel so much open as a series of like tubes that you could go through. Um and this one is just like a little suburban Vermont neighborhood and it's great you can go up into like there's a treehouse in one of the gardens you can go up to and snipe people from and uh the the mission stories are very fun and and silly it's almost like it's th- this one takes a break from the seriousness of some of the other episodes and just is like here's a here's a bit of a sillier sillier one for you to have some crack in and mm. uh very very good it's because it's it's a little bit smaller and a little bit more spaced out it doesn't have the you know mastery level of 20 the mastery level is only at 15 um so i'm going to hit that a little bit quicker than i normally would on some of the bigger levels but uh super super fun um really enjoyed some of the the deaths there's one uh where you can act as like a real estate agent and (laughs) you're showing the target around this house and then there's a vault with, like, explosive security uh, inside. And you're like, this is the basement with a vault. And this is the vault room. And he, he goes in. And, of course, you you activate security. He goes, no, 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 don't turn that on. And then he explodes to death. And it's very, very fun, very satisfying. Um, continue to love those games. When I first went into it after playing, you know, Jedi Fallen Order recently and stuff like that. yeah, There was definitely a clunkiness that I was like, oh, this game is... Not quite as fluid as those twenty nineteen releases, but you know, after an hour playing it, you, you kind of get back into the rhythm of it, and uh, as fun as ever, as enjoyable as ever, as replayable as ever. Um, I'm still doing that thing where I'm trying to. I'm doing obviously all the mission stories, the mastery up to the top level, getting all the trophies for each level before moving on, uh, beating it on master difficulty as well. Oh, so f- much fun! I love it, love it. Um, I'm thinking after Hitman Two, the game that I'm gonna go back to, because I I I really enjoyed it and never beat it. And this is from like the PS3 days. Is uh, Nino Cooney Wrath of the White? Ooh! Uh, I do have the remastered version on PS4. So once I beat Hitman, because like the last few games I've played have been like either. First person shootery slash, you know, action adventure RPG or third person shootery slash action adventure RPG. So it'd be nicer to do something a little bit different, you know, I I don't want to go into um, Infamous, which is, you know, again, very close to maybe the Jedi Fallen Order or, you know, something a little bit different. So I'm going to play, I'm going to play that next, I think, and then make my way through uh, some of the backlog of games I have, because all the games I was interested in have all been delayed until like yeah, it's
0: good, isn't it? Good, I'm yeah, glad of that. <laughs> good
2: because it means I don't spend any money on games, and I can play some of the games in my backlog, get through them.
0: Yeah, I got I got to finish that Jedi. I got to finish that Jedi.
2: Jedi, very good,
0: good game. And I got I want to. I I bought Outer Wilds over Christmas, and I still haven't started it. So, there you go. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That is our various entertainment guffs uh, uh, for the week. We'll jump in here to the wrestling. Got some wrestling to talk about. Uh, It was a a good week for AEW. They got not only renewed by TNT, they had a whopper uh, uh, deal uh, come their way uh, when it was revealed that they were renewed all the way through to 2023. 2023 which is uh, quite the, um, uh, uh, the jump. And it was then later revealed that the deal is for $175 million dues, which uh, breaks down at approximately $45 million a year. And this is great for them for a couple of reasons. First of all, the, the, the reported story all along was that they were going to have the initial was for a year. Uh, they were getting no money to themselves directly, but they were having their uh, production covered um, uh, by TNT and they were having a, a little split of the ad money. And it was going to be a case of they would review it after the first year and see what what the options would be going forward. And it seems like TNT came to them way in advance of obviously October would be the end of of the first year came to them way in advance that they're obviously very, very happy with the uh, with the way the show was going. And they offered them three full years. And Right out of the blocks uh, You know uh, Less than or, or, What is it 20 weeks I guess Into television They are I, I guess you would argue They are profitable At this stage I don't know what the uh, What the expenses Of AEW are obviously But to uh, To be raking in um, uh, You know uh, 45 million a year um, uh, Is pretty damn good For a new wrestling company Obviously that's not Taking into account Ticket sales And pay per view And merch And everything else mm-hmm. So uh, good news For the AEW boys Yeah
1: P- predicted by us, uh, what three days beforehand, <laughs> I believe. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? Yeah. yeah. but it is it is great news. Because um, I just I love it. Even when the show is not that great, it's still just you know a not that great pro wrestling show. And it's nice to to have that and to know for the next three years you're going to have that your know, weekly show to kind of look forward to, and it will at least be kind of interesting if not always you know great. Um, and should have some kind of decent wrestling and, and angles on it. Um, I've got... I now have um, access to Raw again after not having Sky Sports since, I think, 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I've not, I've not actually watched Raw in several years since we used to stay up and watch it on sh- dodgy streams years ago. Yeah. Um, but now I've got BT Sport, I did catch a bit of Raw uh, on Tuesday, uh, about five or six minutes and God, it was awful. Yeah. Um, it just, Oh, dreadful. It was the Viking warriors experience. I don't even know what, Raiders. I know what they're called, Raiders. but they they were doing, yeah, they were doing a promo and it was dreadful. And then the, the thing brothers came out to answer their challenge. It was the pits. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad there's an alternative and, uh, yeah, AEW pretty good this
2: week, so It was. Um they're also apparently getting another T V show. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, nice.
2: I'd be I'd be a little bit worried of them taking too much on in a sense, you know? Unless it's just gonna be something like AEW, you know, Dark is moving to T V.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I, I would I would kind of like to um because I don't need. Because Dark is basically just an extra hour of of Dynamite, but with with on it, um, yeah. and plus I like the idea of them having a free show that everyone can watch on YouTube. I think that's cool. I'd rather that stay there. I would like if the extra show was um, like something like their old Road Twos, where it's just mm-hmm. a continuation of Dynamite, but there's no there's no wrestling. It's just people doing sit downs and. Fleshing out their angles in a way that the, that dynamite has been lacking, I would say, um, um, since the beginning. I mean, they did that road to full gear, which was brilliant. I mean, that was like that was yeah. back to what we wanted out of the show. And I feel like that would be a decent use of their time and I feel like you don't have to have you don't have to have your crowd burnt out by an extra hour of wrestling and you don't have to do any, you you don't have to, God forbid you'd have to run another day of the week and then have another hour of first run wrestling, I mean I just don't think that's what everyone needs right now but um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what they, they, they didn't give any details on it, they also didn't publicize the money, that came out separately from other sources uh, mm-hmm. but yeah i'll be interested to see what that is uh, but yeah as joe said i think it's you know i think it's good so i think for all the highs and lows of AEW, i think we're all we're all positive on their on their existence um and uh plus that also gives them the uh i think that helps them when it comes to negotiating with wrestlers as well because now they're basically mm-hmm. guaranteed
1: to exist for another three years
0: yeah uh, yeah
1: I thought that in terms of people jumping from wwe they know that they're gonna be on TV for three years so kind mm-hmm. of It's worth taking a punt almost.
0: Um, So, yeah, good for them. Um, And, uh, yeah, television was good again this week. Um,
2: After a bad week and a good week before that, it's good again this week
0: yeah i think consistency is their problem i think that is their big problem although the the um i mean the women's match is horrendous this week i mean it was it was uh, well wow. oh, It was god it was terrible uh, the brandy stuff um also uh the 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 aew police were called upon me this week um <laughs> uh fight tv contacted me and they what was funny is that they didn't even just say take this video down i i had was live tweeting the show and i posted some video clips with audio and they said aew asked them to ask me to take the clips down
1: (laughs) Uh, Don't, don't shoot the messenger
0: so yeah it was very much a don't shoot the messenger thing and what i thought was funny was that um the clips i was posting were of the women's match and of jr's commentary burying the the women's match for having no psychology which was good um so yeah, that was funny. But um other than that, I, I thought the T V show was great to see. I loved um I loved the the Jericho the blinding Mox thing with the spike. Um, very old school. I thought very, very, very old, school, old. school, but really, really loved it. how great that they were in Memphis doing that as well. Yeah. Um, no, this was in uh, Miami. Memphis oh wait, no, sorry, that wasn't in Memphis. My bad. I'm getting mixed up here with last week. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then Mox coming school.
2: out at the end with the the old Terry Funk. What yeah. eye bandaged. I'll put next week. Do door.
0: And then Pac Darby Allen, just a cracking main event. Really, really great. Um, and next week we have the Jericho Cruise, baby! Um, How's that going to
2: work? Is everything going to be swaying on TV? I
0: don't know. Uh, I didn't watch those Ring of Honor shows from the boat. Um, previously, although my understanding is people were disappointed because it's not on the deck; it's in like a ballroom oh. uh, on the cruise, which is disappointing. I want them having matches on the deck. Exactly, <laughs> I that's want... what I
2: thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, I want it. Yeah, that's, Darby that's... Allen
2: taking a bump into the sea off the side of the boat or something.
0: But it, it, at the very least, I hope it looks cool. That's the first of all, As so long as it looks different, I think it's. I think that'll be all right. Um... I mean,
2: they should do interviews on the on the deck at least. Somewhere.
0: That, you know. Yeah, I, I'm sure they will have um, a few shots at the very least. They'll they'll do something, um, and so yeah, next week they have uh, Moxley versus Pac um, for the number one contendership, which that should be a great match. Um, uh, so I look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the um, AEW news, they've signed Taz. That's gotta be Taz. <laughs> SpongeBob commentary position. Um, Have you guys enjoyed Taz's previous excursions here on on AEW? I I thought he's been pretty. I think he's been great.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he stands out a little bit more because Jim Ross is so aloof to everything. Yeah. He seems more like he's on the ball with. How the storylines should be handled from a commentary point of view, and the matches should be called. You know, he's he's definitely reined in the goofiness as well. Because I mean, you can you could tell in retrospect he he didn't give a shite on Impact when he was commenting there. He was just today, Huh, today what the fuck is going on? What is this shit? And now he's kind of serious. <laughs> what
0: bullshit happening here today? Oh, I mean, this is an today, What's happening? You
2: eat the foot foot in your mouth. Hey, what the. Heck? Now he's, uh, now he's serious, Taz. He's good. Yeah, I think he's 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 refreshingly good. But I feel like also we as wrestling fans have a tendency to bandwagon commentators and then get sick of them very quickly, as has happened with JBL, uh, Corey Graves, uh, no, Stryker. striker. So okay. <laughs> So let's see how Taz goes if if in four weeks' time he's doing the... what that over there gimmick? or, or Or if we're still kind of going with him. But I think so far I've been very, very pleased with him. Maybe that's, again, more to do not only with Jim Ross, but to do with kind of... Not that Ross isn't good at times. Shivani, I think, is good at times. Excalibur as well. But I think the three of them have a tendency all three of them to kind of flub at certain parts and and struggle for whatever reason in a live mm. environment even Excalibur who's called how many wrestling shows at this point will still kind of flub lines here and there even though he you know knows all the moves etc um and they don't come off as at ease yet but Taz does like he comes off as assured and professional and knows what he's doing And which camera am I looking into and what's coming up and here we go so yeah Good, good, for him. He's doing a good job. I'm happy he got signed. I, I don't know where they're going to fit him in exactly
0: though. Um, mm. I mean, well, they kind of have something of a rotating cast because, um, like uh, so Shivani so, still does. he has like commitments to his football, like his uh, whatever football team he works with.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so maybe he'll just be a. Taz will be a sub, and maybe maybe he'll do dark, and he'll sub when he's needed on the main show. I don't know. Maybe
2: because it seems like they have a lot of commentators signed <laughs> and only yeah. it's
1: spots
0: yeah and they cycled marvez back which is good but they don't that does they i think the three they have on the main show i mean obviously jr is very inconsistent but they they've signed jr for lots of money so they're not they're not taking him off tv so my only hope i hope to god they're not going to do a four man booth cuz that would just be terrible god uh was he?
1: Sure we'll it'll,
0: it'll be good it'll yeah it good. Uh, in uh, some sad wrestling news there was a number of deaths this week in the um, the wrestling landscape um we had the death of soul man rocky johnson who uh, obviously is the, the father of the rock but also you know um a, 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 a hall of famer in his own right in the mm. in, in the WWE uh, WWF Tag Team Champion with Tony Atlas, uh, you know, main event player in in his day uh, occasionally uh, and seen as, a, along with Atlas, you know, seen as something of a, of a trailblazer in terms of, you know, breaking out of the, the uh, 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 being pigeonholed by his race um, as well. I can't say, obviously, I've seen too much uh, Rocky Johnson myself, but, uh, you know, certainly a very well-regarded figure. Uh, I thought The Rock did a very nice post uh, uh, remembering his dad on Instagram, which is quite nice.
1: He's He's one of those guys. He was around kind of modern era, but just before Hulkamania. So, don't really know too much, you know, in terms of his kind of matches and stuff. Obviously, yeah, promos, the character and everything are great. And obviously, part of a legendary family. So, very, very sad.
0: Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, the passing of La Parca. Who is the, Not the original La Parker, who still, of course, wrestles as La Park. But this is the the man he feuded with for for quite a while. Uh, over, oh, you know, I don't think that was over that name, but that's you know, not not that guy. Uh, so he passed away. Um, so yeah, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of uh, uh, sad deaths. Uh, uh, Rocky Johnson was in his late seventies. La Parker was only in his like fifties, I believe. Um, and he, he, he died, died
2: off an accident, to be fair. Right? Yeah, I,
0: kind of a, 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 in a roundabout way, it's kind of a a, a wrestling death, really, because it's it's I had actually completely forgotten about this. I did not realize he was suffering serious injuries from it. it, it was, as these things often do, you know, you saw a clip going around, oh, he missed this dive. It looked really bad. Um, I did not realize he was suffering serious uh, 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 health repercussions as a result of that. And then he passed away last week. So that's um, that's unfortunate uh, for sure. So, yeah, some sad debts there in, in, in wrestling um, uh, this past uh, two weeks. Uh, elsewhere in the news, uh, have you guys seen this video of Conan?
2: Yes, uh, with psychosis. Not that one.
0: Yeah, so a video surfaced of a man with his face blurred, confronting Conan at the Impact tapings in Mexico City. And it was quite unusual, because it's like this footage of this guy having an argument with Conan, and he starts slapping him, and he's like, and Conan is like, you know, nearly 60. Hard hard slap. A hard slap, like properly slaps him across the face, <laughs> and you know, Conan's like you know, like fifty-seven or whatever he is, and he's you know, a, a lifetime of injuries. I mean, this is a guy. And the
2: illness. He has
0: all. The, he he has the checklist of the pro wrestling injuries. the The knees are shot. The hip is gone. You know, the he's he's in a bad way. He had kidney issues, uh, didn't he? Or what was he, it he's, oh yeah, you no, know, he said he is. He said kidney issues. I think those date back to like not not current, but when he when he was in like TNA, like like ten years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Conan's, you know, he's not in a great way. So, not not a very nice video. This,
2: this lad is big, mostly arms and a big gut.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah, he got a bit of a muscle, a roid gut going on there. So this video comes out I'm like what is this this is bizarre and i i did not know, know what the context of it was and the guy's face is blurred which i assumed the uploader had done because you know uh, he's he a loser you
2: know, with a mask well no i
0: know but i did but i didn't realize that originally when yeah, the video yeah. first came out. i thought it was just oh cuz he's a member of the public or whatever but yeah it came out that this was psychosis 2 who, you know, in the in the grand tradition of, of people inheriting gimmicks, you know, he's not, the, he's not the psychosis most of the people listening to this probably know, but he's the guy who wrestles a, psych- a psychosis to who had had some Twitter beef with Conan, I guess, um, about how he won't be going to AAA while Conan's there and Conan's like, oh, this guy says he's so great, he can go wherever he wants, but none of these other companies pick him up, so it's not just problems with me. And I guess... Sycosis C- 2 invited himself to the Impact tapings, I guess um, and had a little kerfuffle with Conan um, so that was uh, quite bizarre uh, that's that's a, that's just a modern wrestling story if ever I've heard it um, but yeah, that was weird um uh- so yeah, I think that's I think that's it really for the news. I'm trying to think did anything else go down this week. Uh, I haven't seen this talk about too much because I, I guess it's just not as much of a hot button issue anymore. Uh, WWE are going back to Saudi Arabia in February. Um, mm. I, I think people are kind of past getting mad about that kind of thing anymore because it's it's just going to happen and the shows are bad anyway. It's not like people it's not like people you know it's not like it's a, a thing you have to watch. It's very much they're going over there and they're doing capital carnage. You know, um, I'd be
2: just say. See- what the fallout is from the whole plane situation from last time, if people would just refuse to go after what happened, we're sitting on the tarmac for six hours or whatever it was.
0: Well, yeah. And, and you know, it does feel like there's been an increasing number each time of people who don't want to go. Um, but the other thing as well, this is uh, this is really cynical. Doesn't really feel like it matters because you could just throw money at old guys and outsiders um. So, if Buddy mm. Murphy wants to stay at home with a pout on his face, then um, you know, Donald Cerrone will take his place, um, or who, or who the fuck ever. Like, you know, I mean, the last one had Kane, Brock, and Tyson Fury on it. You know, um, and then in the past we had Undertaker, uh, Kane, not Kane Velasquez, Kane with a mask, Kane, uh, fucking Shawn Michaels, Goldberg, you know, so um, if all these young whippersnappers are uh, too triggered to go, uh, there's a bunch of old people who will happily go for a big fat check.
2: Two points on this one. Number
0: one, do you think
2: that there would be any concerns based on the current US-Iran because Saudi Arabia is right by Iran um is it i think it's like just the other side of news Iraq.
1: breaking news
2: um nah I don't think it make a difference and number two <laughs> not to uh, call uh the Saudis marks or anything but <laughs> do you reckon if they were struggling to get people to go that they could just get those lads who used to do u k you know fairground shows as Fake, you know, Kane, but it's just some some <laughs> lad in a red mask. The Br- British undertaker, over. yeah, The Rock. <laughs> jo- it's like Jazzy Joe is is The Rock. This is a lad in a shirt with his eyebrow up, big fat belly hanging out. They might just send some of them over the Saudis. What? What the difference, lad. Yeah. And,
0: um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know if there's too much other news here. I see in the write-up we have a. Uh, what NWA about, what Power- about
2: this this Triple H page joke thing?
0: Oh yeah, that was very weird.
2: Very weird uh, for him to say on camera, like a real poor taste. I don't know whether it was just a slip of the brain or what it was.
0: Yeah, like he's doing some media call, some fluff um, call. Yeah, I think it was to do with the BT Sports launch, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Because um, her follow-up was, like, a, a couple of days later from the UK. At, and that hers was definitely at a BT. So I think he was doing some kind of media call for that. And he's um and he's talking about... He's, he's pitter-pattering about whatever. And he's talking about young guys on the roster, you know, not having kids. And then he goes, oh, well, maybe they have kids. And he's talking about Paige. And she goes, maybe she's got kids out there she doesn't know about or whatever. And I'm like... That doesn't really make sense. Um, women know when they <laughs> have babies, um, so you you've mixed that up. God. But um, but obviously you know, kind of it it came off in poor taste in general anyway because it's this kind of it's just kind of weird for this guy, this executive of this kind of family-friendly image company, to be joking about how one of their stars you know oh, maybe she's sleeping around. I don't know. Um, but also you know, Paige has had complications with pregnancies in the past, and it's just very very weird thing for a guy like Triple H to do. I mean, he, he, he always seemed a bit more, well, in the last couple of years, he seemed a bit more media-savvy than that. Um, but uh, she very publicly expressed her distaste in that. Her, uh, her fucking weirdo uh, guy who seems like he's constantly on the precipice of dying, boyfriend, um, <laughs> he expressed his distaste in that. He's a fucking weirdo, that guy. He's a fucking... I mean, uh, you want to talk about her bad taste in fellas? I mean, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. so they all they all expressed it to say that he uh, he he tweeted out a public apology. Um, yeah, odd, really, really odd. But then Triple H's
2: apology—I want to bring it up here on Twitter. I don't want to say it had a little bit of the Hulk Hogan, "Don't be racist, brothers, or sorry. someone will get you on camera." That's why you shouldn't do it. it had a little bit of that too, I think. Um, let me get the wording up here. Ah, where the fuck is? It? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I've reached out to Paige to apologise. I made a terrible joke, and I'm sorry if it offended her or anyone else. I don't. I, I don't know if it's necessary really to add that if it offended her or anyone else. I mean, you just say you're sorry. Well, that's yeah. In it. Like...
0: Why is that the go-to line for everyone? um <laughs> it would be issuing an apology. I think it's kind of implied that you did offend them, my friend. Um, I mean, yeah, he could
2: have said, I've reached out the page to Paige, apologize, I made a, p- a terrible joke, and I'm sorry, full stop. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that could just be it. The little uh, amendment at the end there. <clears throat> but yeah, just a weird
0: situation. Um, speak- uh, we nearly forgot this in the news roundup, actually. Speaking of uh, apologies that are weird and people who remind us of Hulk Hogan, um, on the eve of... Did we, ta- did we talk about this last week? Um, I can't remember, because I think it was going down... Uh, as we as we were recording the, the Tessa Blanchard stuff, right? Oh yeah, I can't remember if we. I think we might have talked about this last week, but obviously, um, she uh, talk about a tweet backfiring. She um, she put out some. Uh, we definitely talked about this last week. I remember now. She put out some thing where she was like, "Hey women, let's work together. Maybe we'll actually help each other out." Tweet um, and a bunch of other people who had uh, past dealings with her, uh, negative past dealings with her. Uh, responded, throwing out, uh, shining a light on these accusations against her that had been bubbling under the surface for a qu- quite a while. I, I didn't know the nitty-gritty of some of this stuff, but I had known for some time that she was very vehemently disliked um, in a lot of circles, so uh, accusations of racism and spitting on people, and bullying, and spreading rumors, and blowing up backstage, and just a couple of days ago, a story came out that the the Wow tapings, the Women of Wrestling uh, show she does, the kind of the spiritual successor to Glow thing, that she just flipped out at the prospect of one of the trainers there saying, you know, whether or not she should be training, and making someone else cry. All this stuff came out and so they persisted impact persisted and anyway they stuck to their plan they put the title on her uh, she did a post show speech where she kind of alluded to some things and they didn't broadcast it and then she did she fired up the old notes app uh, to do the uh, the twitter apology and again it was very kind of she did she did deny it she said i absolutely did not use that word and then she just did the whole racism is bad and i'm actually aware of how bad it is and i would just like to use my platform to let everyone know that racism is bad and i was like okay that's weird um so yeah that that was the that was the follow-up to that whole saga but she's the she is the impact world champion now so um so it, it doesn't seem like she's been hindered in any way by that so we'll see we'll see how things go um the last thing we have here on our wrestling agenda is catch up on nwa power which i myself have been participating in joe what's what's your what's your take on nwa lately
1: oh i just love it i kind of lost track of it after they had that weird episode where they hadn't actually filmed anything yeah and they just had melina doing a fucking 20 minute interview that nearly ruined my christmas um (laughs) So, But, uh, yeah, I've been catching up over uh, last week or so. Uh, I'm still two episodes behind. Um, but, God, it's been really good. I think it's been even better than the sort of first season, sort of pre the pay-per-view. Um, obviously, Wade Barrett's come in as a commentator, and I think it's really, really good. Um, you know, speaking of kind of fresh blood in the commentary booth, um, I'd be surprised if he was one AEW kind of looked at um, further down the line because I think he does a great job. Um, I like. I think Magnus has been really coming into his own, even more so, doing some really fun stuff. Uh, the question mark, Eli Drake is really good. He drunk on the Christmas episode, all over the place. It was hilarious. Yep, yeah. um, he's really good. Everyone's really good, and I like the fact that they kind of bring out. Just because they're in kind of a unique position where they can wheel out the kind of legends like Nikita Koloff and the, the Rock and Roll Express. And then they can also kind of bring out just random people like, uh, you know, a Scott Steiner or, uh, or the Pope or Marty Skrull, You know, just suddenly all these like surprises that they can kind of unleash on everyone um, are really, really great as well. Uh, and also Tim Storm's promo about his mum uh, not retiring and having things to prove was, was absolutely brilliant as well fantastic promo so yeah it's great it's great it's short matches it's short promos it's just good shit all around it's definitely my favourite show and I just kind of like with AEW you know getting the, the contract for the next three years I just hope they find a way to keep you know making the show because uh, it needs to it needs to carry on
0: yeah, I, I know a lot of people who who are curious now about does does this AEW deal does it have a you know a domino effect? I mean, mm. you, you know this very sizable network looking at the wrestling project and saying yeah this this works we're glad we're happy with this here's a, a fat water of cash and you know a a very you know substantial lengthwise uh, contract. So who knows? I'm sure NWA would love. I mean, I think it's cool that they like Dark. I think it's just cool that they are on YouTube and it's just it's just easy to just jump in. You've got the whole series there. You can watch it. It's, you know, YouTube is a thing you can watch on any device under the sun, um, you know, which is cool. Um, I caught up with it. Well, uh, I haven't I haven't watched every episode, but I kind of picked back up with it there a few weeks ago. Um, uh, Ricky Morton is great. I I don't know if he was considered a, a good promo back in his day, but he is great. Um,
1: yeah, the little shot he took at Magnus um, calling himself the, the best NWA champion ever.
0: Yeah, that was great. Uh, Magnus is obviously. I mean, Nick Aldis is is great as well. But he's been he's been the real aberration for this whole thing um, uh, as well. Uh, scott steiner of course back and they got him to do while he was there they got him to do a scott steiner promo of course um ricky starks is fantastic um, his his match with all this is one of my favorite matches of the year so far i mean just an absolutely perfect six minutes of wrestling um Uh, You know, it's funny that I'm not usually big on this whole time limit matches but that one and the Jungle Boy Jericho one were actually both really really excellent Mm. Um, so I really appreciated that and uh, yeah really great stuff Uh, enjoying that I'm going to try and keep up with it weekly now as we go along um, because I think they're doing some interesting stuff I like this week as well they had the footage of uh, all this invading Ring of Honor which I thought was very cool cool. Um, and again it was kind of it was like their own footage that they had captured at Ring of Honor. It wasn't like, just here's footage from the Ring of Honor show, yeah. um, which is nice. Um, did we talk about Marty Skrull last week? I feel like we did, right? Uh, I don't think no. we did. No. I don't think we did, yeah. So, so a lot of buzz for the first time in a while. A lot of buzz on Ring of Honor because they, they re-signed Skrull, which kind of seems surprising, but part of the deal seems like he's involved in the booking now, which is... Um, which is quite the thing And so it seems like I don't know if he was involved In the decision or what But kind of seems like The NWA relationship Is picking back up But it got a bit quiet there For a few months mm-hmm. um, You know It seems like him And all this I, I actually didn't see Their match last year I heard it was excellent But it seems like They're kind of go, Going to go back In that direction I think that would be Quite a coup um, If they could get that All this Skrull Rematch on power I think that would be great I mean get get them Having a, another Kraken match on uh, On the free show but um yeah, you know, big changes happening in the world of wrestling. It's gonna be an, another bizarre, fascinating year, I'm certain of it. Um uh twenty to twenty. So uh, we'll we'll keep you up to date on the old power as we go week to week here. Um and I think that's gonna do it for the show this week. Anything else we missed, guys? Anything else we have to squeeze in before we before we wrap up?
2: I don't believe so. Yeah, same it
0: Alrighty, well then we can uh, call that a show. We'll be back next week, um, uh, talking all the usual fun and games. We let me try to think. What do we got next week? Uh, obviously, we got more dynamite. We got the Jericho Cruz show. Oh, yeah. uh, we got the Rumble next week, so I guess we'll be doing our preview um, uh, on next week's show. Uh, we'll have a follow up on the news, and we'll have our various other guffs and bits and pieces as well. Um, uh, so yeah, look forward to that. So. Uh, with all that said uh, it's going to be uh, thank you very much for listening chairshoppodcast.com for the archive and also to email us if you want um, and in the meantime you can follow at Pod on Twitter as well so it's going to be goodbye from me Barry Murphy it's going to be goodbye from Paul Griffin goodbye and it's going to be goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner goodbye